alive that to be in his presence was energizing. Knowing him as a great figure of so many achievements in languages, as a transmitter of Japanese culture, an expert practitioner in meditation based on the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, and Zen monastic meditation, a successful writer, a high grade in Japanese chess, it was a delight to find that indeed the child in him was so alive he liked to play. What is common to a clown and a child is the license they are given to show disrespect to the follies of the rest of us. The child is soft and can change, but the clown's disrespect may harden into attitude if the mask of the role begins to become his face. So long as a child retains its natural fluidity, it can learn. If all goes well, it may learn that quiet disrespect that so often goes with a love of truth. Most of us are a mixture of fluidity and attitude, with no prizes for answering the question, which of the two is on the side of life? However, if you can bear to do it, there may be a prize for examining the person known as me in this way. Who wants to remain a clown? Trevor Leggett's teacher, Dr. Hari Prasad Shastri, an enlightened teacher of yoga, who approved Trevor's Zen training, often spoke of our ability to change ourselves. His imagery is telling. Life, he wrote, is emptying and filling. Drive out all love for what is mean and vulgar and perishable. Trevor was heard to say many times, we can change. An awakened one sees the truth of those around him better than they do, the undying in the dying. So in these stories that you're about to hear, it's the truth in you that is addressed. That is what makes them different. If you journey into these stories, will you allow the child to listen? The first part of this book, Lotus Lake, begins with a story called The Magistrate. A teacher of the yoga of the Bhagavad Gita came to the district and set up a school in a village there. When this was reported to the local magistrate, the chief administrative officer for the district, he was displeased. He was a follower of a Western philosopher who held that traditional religion and its compulsive morality was the cause of many of the ills of man. The magistrate had a great love for the people of the district and worked night and day to bring them to what he saw as modern and progressive views. He therefore put many obstacles in the way of the yoga teacher and for a time was successful in turning public opinion against him. When he heard that the school was also teaching secular subjects to the local children, 
admittedly poorly served by the present arrangements because of the poverty of the district, he briefed the school inspector to apply the most stringent tests to the teaching methods. The latter, however, reported favorably, and in fact two of the yoga teacher's disciples had been school teachers and were teaching very ably for a tiny salary. In five years, three of the pupils of this school obtained state scholarships to go on to a high school in the capital and then to the university. Such a thing had never happened before. The magistrate's attitude began to soften. Though he never even came to meet the yoga master, he used his influence to help him in various ways, and indirectly conveyed to the group that if they were in difficulties...